Go home. Go home. Go home. Alright guys, and welcome to episode 29 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my best friend, my tag team partner, my co-host, Brian Abhishakra. Brian, how are you doing today? Muggy as shit. Yeah, uh, the weather in San Diego has been miserable. Mm-hmm. It's like being in Texas during the summer. It's <laughs> awful. Uh, it's a hellish place, so it it's, so it's like Texas in the summer. It's been really humid, like you can't really breathe, so it's like Texas in the summer. Traffic is really bad, so it's like Texas in the summer. Right. Uh, everyone is hateful. Uh, and like not really racist, but kind of, but like, like a little bit, Mm -hmm. like only like a little, little bit though. Like where you just go like, I don't know if everyone here is racist or not. Like maybe. Yeah. Just like Texas in the summer. Exactly. It's been miserable. (laughs) This is the reason I couldn't live in Texas. Exactly. I love Austin. I fucking hate miserable weather. Mm. Hey, Brian, don't worry. We pay a premium for the sunshine. Yeah, we do. And then it rained for an hour out of nowhere like crazy it's been over 100 degrees for like the last week yeah i hate it it's it's like fucking nuts yep. how other than that brian how have you been the last week good since since our last recording what do you think your wrestling world has been good everything's been going your way yeah everything's I mean, been working out for old brian in nxt oh what do you mean brian brian how could you brian listen yeah not Every week uh-huh. is going to be a home run. Right. And not every three weeks are going to be... Sometimes you go 0-4. Uh-huh. So we got one more show before <laughs> we go 0-4. <laughs> Sometimes you go 0-3, but you know what happens on that fourth at bat? Uh-huh. You also probably strike out. Because honestly, if you struck out three other times... But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe Maybe, you maybe that last at bat is a home run. A grand slam. The, so grand, for the, the grand salami hitting it over the fence and that and that last at bat is called night of champions i hope but honestly but don't don't think oh no i'm i know that night of champions is like the worst pay-per-view of the year because you have to make a pay-per-view where all the championships are on the line Uh uh-huh isn't that what every pay-per-view should be for yes so then why is this one special yeah yes not, Brian, I don't think you understand. You seem to be confused. It's the night of champions. Uh-huh. All of the championships will be defended. Yeah. So like every other pay-per-view. Uh, no. Uh-huh. All of the championships will be defended. On Sunday. Uh-huh. We fight on Sunday night for all the championships. Uh-huh. So uh, at the last pay per view, were all the championships up for grabs? Were the tag titles? I don't know. I don't th- actually. I don't think so. There you go, Brian. See, you proved your own self wrong, uh-huh. like the fool you appear to be. You must be as dumb as you look, my friend, because you have just proven yourself a f- fool by showing your ignorance of the tag team title scene. Yeah. I'm the problem here. <laughs> the tag team titles weren't defended at a pay-per-view, and it's my fault. Yeah, Brian. You, I'm t- you excuse like, me, gentlemen. <laughs> excuse him, gentlemen. Uh, Brian, now you know that we will have an incredible show. Oh, yeah. Raw has been 
a chore yes, the last has. three weeks. We tried to be positive about wrestling, and it has been really hard. We really and, do. Um, I think a lot of that has to be have, has to do with football, and we'll definitely get to that. Yeah, because um, uh, I don't even. Yeah, it's so bad. It's bad. It's so bad, and it's like it's not even bad in a way where you're just like they, it looks like they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing, and it's all just like, why are you fucking it up? <laughs> why? The. And, and the, Why is it on purpose? And the annoying part is there are gems in each of those shows. Mm-hmm. Like when we get to our, our Raw rundown, like there are some things that I'm like, that's actually a pretty good way to book a match before a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then the match itself sucked, but you're like, oh, okay, good good idea. Uh-huh. But it's just been poor booking after poor booking and just what I like to call 2010 Raw bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that to me is what I, I think really upsets me. It's... It's hard because I enjoy wrestling so much mm-hmm. that I want to go, look, they know what they're doing. But when you watch like the last three weeks, you just go, do they know? They have to know. Yeah. They know. Yeah. But then, like, why are you doing it? Yeah. Especially because you have pay-per-views that are coming up mm-hmm. that are the big four. It's 90s booking. Yeah. It, but But not... 90s booking where it was like, wow, we're pulling like a 4.5 or a 5.0. Mm-hmm. It's not that 90s booking. It's 90s no. booking where like you're going to be preempted by like the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> like it's really bad. I don't know if people realize that. Uh, back back in like don't. the 90s before and during the Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. when Raw was pulling like crazy ratings and, and even before like the Monday Night War kind of kicked off. USA would run the Westminster Dog Show. This is no joke. This is not no, an exaggeration. No, and I they hated did, it. They did the Westminster Dog Show, and Raw, Raw would be ta- would be live and then taped, and then lived and then taped. So every other week it was live, and then every other week it was uh, taped, like replay. Right. Not not a replay, but a taped show, live to tape. Yeah. And then shown. One week it would be preempted because of the Westminster Dog Show, yeah. which is a dog show. 100% a show about... Fancy dogs. dogs. Fancy dogs. It's a show about fancy dogs, and they went, hmm, raw audience, you're out, fancy dogs are in. It must pull great numbers. It must, it, yeah, it must be pulling a 5.0. Because really. <laughs> the Westminster Dog Show. And and when I think about that now, that's so fucking outlandish, there's yeah. no way it could ever happen. The I, Westminster Dog Show. Have you ever watched it? No, it's fancy dogs! It, I, I watched it with Laura last year, and it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever seen. It was a bunch of fancy tiny little dogs, fancy mm-hmm. big dogs, uh-huh. fancy medium dogs, uh-huh. fancy dogs with short hair. Wow. And then old people who looked like they belonged in, like, you know, the South and on, on the poach drinking uh-huh. that sun tea. <laughs> they had, like, tiaras and bad dresses, and, like, they thought they were, like, Southern Bell, yeah. Regal Bells. Right, and it's you like, know, do you know why they think that way? Uh-huh. Because their life revolves around a dog. The no. do- they wake up. Oh, and, I know. And they go, the dog. And then it's lunchtime, the, the dog. dog. <laughs> they go to bed, the dog. Their life revolves, not around a human being, uh-huh. a dog. Yeah. Do you know what a dog does? Hang it out. shits and eats and hangs out. It's a dog. It's a dog. Like the woman giving awards is wearing this like royal purple dress uh-huh. with a fucking tiara. She's like 70 years yeah. old and she walks up and like moves to like the ear twice and like lifts up the tail and looks at the asshole and it's like this dog is satisfactory. <laughs> Gold ribbon. So that is what Raw was up against. <laughs> 
when we're talking about 90s booking, it was that and Monday Night Football. Right. And they would go like, whoa, we're, oh, we're going to lose all of our ratings Monday Night Football. We got to figure it out. And that's what that's what this Raw was. Uh, we'll get into I know that we keep saying we'll get into it, and we will soon. Yeah. We have other stuff we want to talk about. We do. Uh, firstly, this last week, Brian and I hung out, and we watched, uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Uh, which is the new Paul Heyman documentary. And um, a must-watch. Yeah, a the life of life and times of Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Probably one of their best specials. I thought it was, up until the end, I didn't like the last segment. I, I felt that it was really long. Mm. Um, everything else felt like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. It's all these interviews where people are, are talking about, you know, the the good aspects, the bad aspects of Paul Heyman. His what they like, and yeah, everything. Yeah, where, where he was, where he went, and where he's going, all that stuff. Um, but the, there's parts of like the wrestlers where they're like, yeah, we were, we were just like, not, we weren't jaded by the business yet. We were just like young wrestlers trying to get a break. We were kind of not really getting booked anywhere else. And then we go to ECW. A lot of it had to do with ECW and like, kind of like the financial hardships and all that stuff. But, but it was all these interviews where people are going like Paul Heyman would give us like a motivational speech and we would be ready to like run through walls yeah. for him. Me and Brian watched that. And there was one point where we stopped and went like, it was Paul Heyman talking for like an extended period yeah. and like really pumping you up. And yeah. we had to like stop for a second and go, I'm ready to run through a fucking wall for this yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm like, I'll follow this guy to battle. Absolutely. He was he like such an excellent motivator. Mm-hmm. There's one little section. We don't want to spoil too much or whatever, but I think there's one section that I thought was really cool. It's this big guy cutting a promo just at like oh, the beginning. Man. And he's like, yo, yo, he's just talking into a microphone going, yo man, I'm going to come and get you. And Paul Heyman's like, no man, get Get into it. Yo, give me that hand. Yo, man. Yo, man. And it's Paul Heyman, like, needling and yelling at this guy. Yeah. Moving him and touching him and grabbing him and, like, going, yo, come on. Where where yeah. are you? Come on. Pushing him a little bit. Yeah. And the guy keeps going, yo, man. Yo, man. And he keeps, like, kind of, like, getting bigger and everything. And by, like, the last part where Paul Heyman finally shuts up, this guy's giving a totally different... It was so like, insane. edge to his promo. Yeah. It, it was, was awesome. It was cool because you got to watch this, like... Just really like quiet, sheltered promo, and then it just opens up. Yeah, and you're like, and it's not like the promo he was cutting at the end was like incredible, but it was so night and day from where it started. Yeah, that you're just if you know anything about about film and, and working and that stuff and trying to direct people, that kind of motivation is so hard to do. Right, because there are people who deal really well with like getting needled. Mm-hmm. There's people who need to be coddled a little bit. There's mm-hmm. people who need to be like reassured. I think what worked for Paul Heyman is that that needling, that that pushing, is what wrestlers really respond to. Yeah. That that kind of like, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. Yeah. That push, that push, that push. Yeah. And that documentary had like a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. Damn, like some motivational speeches in there that were like, holy shit. Yeah. Fucking incredible. There there was a uh, a similar thing uh, onto that point where wrestlers really do love to be uh, like needled and pointed and like mm-hmm. annoyed really. Yeah. Um, or just aggravated. And it was actually a John Cena promo against the rock. Mm-hmm. And it was the one where he takes off his wristbands and talks about, I don't need to write my promos on my wrist. Uh-huh. And like rocks a good actor. Yeah. But he's, he wasn't good enough to hide his anger. Yep. Cause you could see him like John Cena went, I'm going to go out here and this is where John Cena can be good. And it goes back to what we've always said about John Cena when he has a good, like wall to bounce off of he's amazing yep so he's like i'm gonna come out here and i'm just gonna say who i'm fighting right now in the ring that's dwayne johnson Mm -hmm. that's not the rock the rock would come out here and do this this and this dwayne johnson needs promo cards and all this stuff the rock got like like six inches away from his face he was pissed he was pissed Mm -hmm. i've never seen a wrestler get legitimately pissed in a shoot promo like Mm -hmm. that like 
in a or I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, and it it was interesting. It was yeah. really cool, and and it's that edge to John Cena that we haven't seen, and it. And I don't even really like that feud that much, honestly. Like no. him him and, and him and the Rock was like, okay, we did it like for two years. Yeah. We did it for two years. But it had moments where you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, cool. It showed where John Cena can excel because he is that good when he's given yeah, a wall like you're saying, a wall to bounce off of. So and I feel like WWE is afraid, not afraid, maybe afraid is not the right word. They haven't like sunk time or anything into a new star like John Cena, right. but in a heel. And I think the last person they did it with was CM Punk, and CM Punk left. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. CM Punk being the last guy and then leaving, I think, like, really fucked with WWE. Uh, yeah. I think that there's a lot of anxiety, and, because uh, you have to think about who stayed and who left. Right. Austin took his ball and left. In, like, 2003, he just left. Yeah. The Rock left. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar left. Right. Those are big stars. Yeah. And so now they have John Cena, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, he's not going anywhere. He's John Cena. Exactly. But who knows where the other guys might go? Yeah. CM Punk left. Exactly. And I think there's like an anxiety within WWE with like, well, who's going to leave? Who's going to stay? What kind of star are we going to make? Is this guy to be like, is he going to be a movie star? Are we going to lose him to something else? Right. What's next for this guy? And uh, because of that, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think that there's been hesitation in making a new top heel or a new star. And I think they've really... WWE kind of goes all in on people. Right. Like Brock Lesnar, like The Rock, all that stuff. Mm. Uh, And they're doing it with Roman Reigns right now. Yeah. So I guess we'll see where that goes. Yeah. If Roman Reigns decides to leave. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think he is. I think this is... I think they found the one person who probably won't leave. Mm -hmm. Because what else is he going to do? He's not going to go back to the NFL or football. Mm -hmm. He's not going to go be a movie star because... I mean, what do you cast him in? Yeah, I don't know. It, so it, I'm curious to see kind of where they go because I think there is a hesitation within the company to make a new star. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just conjecture. That's just what we're talking about, whatever. We really got off on a tangent yeah, after talking did. about the Paul Heyman thing. Yeah. But we really, 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 really recommend, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. I thought it had so much cool WCW stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought it had some really cool interviews with JR. Yeah. JR talking about, like, because uh, I didn't like when, when JR and uh, Paul Heyman were the commentary team. Right. I'm like, this is kind of, like, uncomfortable. And then Paul Heyman talked about, like, I love being in the booth with JR because I love making him uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and he talked about, like, that's where I thought we got the best stuff. And JR saying, like, oh, yeah, I bet people really thought that we hated each other when we were working together. Because it felt so intense. It felt so real. But he's like, that's just the business. Yeah. It was so good. Especially because JR says a a lot of really interesting stuff about Paul Heyman. And they worked together before, too. Yeah, in in WCW. and, And I feel like JR from, like, 89 to 99 was, like, the guy. Like oh, you, absolutely. He had such an eye for talent, and, and I don't know. It's crazy to me that people don't trust Paul Heyman with business decisions, given his track record. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He talks about buying WCW, and and that— ECW? When you, I'm sorry, ECW. And watching that is, like— well, yeah, he bought a sinking ship, but he knew it was a sinking ship. He did it to, like, keep it afloat a little bit longer. Yeah. That was it. He knew there was no coming out. Yeah. It, you have to. You just have to watch it. Yeah. It, it, the story that they like of his life is so amazing mm-hmm. that it it makes you understand why he is the person he is, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what these types of doc- documentaries are for. Yep. Check it out if you haven't already. I'm sure you already have because you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. It's it's very good. It's very very good. So find it where you can and and definitely go watch it. Yeah. Uh, let's get to one email and then we'll jump into what's happened the last week. Uh, this is from Nick. Nick went to. 
WWE Boston, Woo! Uh, which I think was during the Patriots game. So, oh man, uh, from pictures that I saw, not such a full arena. Looked a little empty. <laughs> uh, but it's a house show in Boston during a Patriots game. Like, how full is it going to be? Exactly. Nick said, Good Brothers of the Go Home Show. I got to attend my first WWE live event tonight in Boston. It was a really good time, and there were a few great matches. Somewhere, some were better than others. The crowd honestly kind of sucked. <laughs> Nobody was into anything except for my friend and I. Aww. You know what? That's okay, because you don't have to worry about the rest of the crowd. You be the guys who are super into it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go, go for yourselves, not for everyone else. One of the best matches of the evening was Kofi and Big E with Xavier Woods. Oh, really? Versus Goldust and Stardust. Man, was seeing Kofi and Big E tag refreshing. The two of them worked really well together. They had a lot of great moves where Big E was kind of tossing Kofi around, and I was really into it. Stardust got the win by blowing a pile of literal Stardust. He, I read the results, he blew Stardust, the stars or whatever, in Big E's face, and then hit him with Cosmic Key or whatever the fuck, Dark Diamond Dark Matter. Dark Matter, that's what it is. I knew knew it was something like that. If you hadn't said Dark, I wouldn't have got it. There you go. Rollins versus Y2J was pretty awesome just because of the sheer heat that came to Rollins. Their match was great, and Rollins got the win after a springboard knee to the face of Y2J. I haven't seen a match yet where Rollins couldn't keep up, and I love how great he is. I absolutely agree. Oh, absolutely. He's so much fun to watch, and like even at a house show, he gives like 110%. Yeah. He's, he's just a blast. Yeah. He's great. The only other match that I feel like talking about was Tyler Breeze against Adrian Neville. Oh, wow. It was a nice short match. Everybody around me had no fucking clue who either of them was, but I was really stoked on seeing them. Uh, it started with Breeze coming out after intermission and talking about how everybody needs to get back to their seats so they don't miss any of his gorgeous face. <laughs> I loved it. Breeze is great. I had so much fun, but one thing that really pissed me off was watching a dude literally chase after Chris Jericho's car holding an ECW jersey screaming, Y2J, Chris, sign this for me. Sign this, Chris, Chris, wait up. Yeah. <laughs> sign this for me right now. That's fucking sad. Yep. But... But WWE Boston was great. Keep up the red work, guys. Your good brother, Nick. Hell yeah. Nick, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you wrote in about that. Uh, I hope you guys go to uh, live events. There's nothing really like a WWE live event. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I always have a really good time at house shows, at any kind of live show, at, at PWG, at you know, indie yeah. shows, whatever. No matter how big or how small, wrestling is always a really, really, really good time. So you guys should go. And if you go... yeah. Write into us, please, because we want to hear. So that, thank you, Nick, for writing into that. But Brian, we need to get into it. NXT Takeover. They were calling it Takeover Two, I think. No, I think they were just calling it uh, Fatal Four Way. I think they were calling it Takeover Two and then changed it to Fatal Four Way. Oh, really? Boom. I'm Good. pretty sure that's what happened. Good because I, Takeover Two sucked. Yes, I I agree that uh, giving them specific names like this is cooler. Yeah. Uh, it's like in your house, rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like that. That's what it reminded me of. Um, we have lovable Bill, our NXT correspondent who wrote in. So we'll share his lovable thoughts, uh, while we talk about these matches. He wrote about the pre-show, but I didn't watch the pre-show because, uh, I don't have enough time. Oh yeah. In my life. I I watched five minutes of it and went, I don't want to watch this. There you go. I'm sure it was good and I'm sure it had little promos or whatever. And that was it. The only thing I think that I saw, I don't remember if it was pre-show or in the middle of the show where Tyson Kidd said that he had to go check in his cats. That wasn't in the show. Okay, so that was in the pre-show. I saw one part of it yeah. where uh, there's a fatal, there's like a promo with like the four guys in the ring with, I think like Alex Riley and their, or Tom Phillips or something. And they're, right. you know, they're all talking about like who's going to win and all this stuff. Tyler Breeze gets up and walks away. So it leaves uh, 
Neville, Kid, and Zane, mm-hmm. and they're all talking. And the Tyson Kid gets up, and he's like the only one in the suit. Everyone else is like really casual, but he's like in a suit. And he gets up, and he's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I have to go prepare for my cat, my my match. I have to check on my three cats. I can't be doing this right now. That is the funniest fucking thing. I have to go check on my three cats. You're in Florida. You how? You where are your three cats at the arena? Yes. Uh, apparently that was on like the pre-show thing that aired like the day before or something. Oh, I, I think that's where I think that's what it's from. But I saw that and it had me laughing so hard. Uh, excuse me, guys. I can't be talking about wrestling right now. I have many, many cats to check on. I have all these cats and no time to check on these cats. <laughs> uh, let's dig. Let's dig in. Yeah. Let's get into NXT Takeover Fatal Four Way. The opening bout for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Brian, this is weeks, months even in the making. Yes. The winners of the NXT Tag Title Tournament go. of Title oh, Number God. One Contendership uh, for the NXT Tag Titles Tournament. For the number one contendership, the NXT Tag Team Championships number one contenders tournament, the Lucha Dragons, which is apparently their name. Apparently. Kalisto and Sin Cara, who got a shirt together. Yeah. That's very nice. I actually like that shirt. There was a lot of new stuff tonight. Um, Like a $9.99 shirt. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Lucha Dragons against the Ascension. What did you think uh, going into this match? I... I had a feeling that the Lucha Dragons were going to come out on top. I, I had underlined it before the match started because the Ascension had debuted on main event the week yeah. before. Yeah. And, um, and not like, oh, this is NXT. Look at the. It was like they came out with like the NXT tag titles, but they beat Los Matadores. It's like right. these guys are pretty much done here. They're wrapping it up. They're wrapping it up yep. over there. I mean, that's what they did sort of with uh, um, Bo Dallas a yep. little, and uh, with uh, Paige. Yep. Um, but I. I was really impressed with this match. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what I was expecting because it's two amazing wrestlers. Yeah. Sin Cara and, uh, and Kalisto. Yep. And then Ascension, who against those guys are going to look awesome. Yep, yep. Uh, Lovable Bill said, I honestly did not expect the Lucha Dragons to win this. It didn't quite feel like it had the oomph it needed for a big match. Um, I can see that if it was later in the card. I would say there's not enough oomph for a big match, but it's the opening bout for this pay-per-view. And I think it set the pace for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Kalisto looks so good every time oh, I see him. Man. He's just, he's zipping and flying around the ring. There were so many spots where it was like, how the fuck? That was awesome. So impressive. There was like some dipping and diving and like he lifted the middle rope up with his feet and mm-hmm. then Sin Cara like dove through it. I thought that spot was so fucking cool. Yeah. When guys are like diving and like landing on their feet. And, holy Dude. shit. I, yeah. I mean, God damn. I thought they're so awesome. Man, just uh, impressive. Really cool work from the Ascension, who I guess are the heels in this match. Uh, the crowd kind of treats them like faces, but, I mean, they're the big lumbering guys. Yeah. And, and Kalisto and, and Sin Cara are definitely supposed to be, like, the quick faces who are crazy, and they're doing the Lucha yeah. Libre stuff. The Lucha, Lucha, Lucha in the song really grates on me. I don't, like, please change that. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it was, like, too much. Huh. Other than that, really like this match. Me too. Uh, new tag champions uh lucha dragons how do you feel i'm happy yeah because it's gonna build more of the tag team division Mm -hmm. uh now you probably will have the vaude villains Mm -hmm. go up against them which i'm i'm prepared to see that's gonna be a lot of really good work i think that'll be a cool feud and i wouldn't mind seeing some one a classic feud where it's like a lot of one-on-one a lot of six-man tags you know building to that eventual tag team meetup right that kind of thing. Right. I think I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Have have the vaudevillains be like the first team that they kind of go up against, 
you know, have, have Kalisto and Sin Cara keep those titles. Also, I wanted to point out, I'm, like, really, really proud of Sin Cara now, the guy, Huniko. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy for him. I'm so, so happy for him. He, <laughs> he's, like, a guy who never really got a shot. He was, like, Sin Cara Negra. Like, he never really got a chance in WWE. And now he's a title holder. Yeah. He's a title holder. I mean... I know it's NXT. But still. He's holding a title, and you could see that it meant so much to him. Yeah. To, to really hold that title and to be somebody in the WWE. Yeah, you could see it definitely at the end of the match where um, where they kind of broke. Uh, yeah, they, they were just, they were so excited. Because he spoke English when yeah. he shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I, and I was, just went, mm. He was stoked. And, and that, that kind of promo was like, yeah, whatever. They're, yeah. they're happy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mind it because they were so excited. And, and it's NXT where I'm totally fine with these kinds of things happening. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's it's a low, you know, it's low on the totem pole, whatever, but I've been enjoying it. I honestly look forward to it more than I look forward to Raw. Oh, in the past three weeks? Yeah. I, I mean, in the last couple months, I really, oh. I it, it's been a thing where I don't want to read spoilers. Me like neither. For, like for Raw, I'll follow stuff where I'm like, I'm seeing pictures, I'm kind of seeing, like before I get home, I'm like, I'm like watching it late and everything. Yeah, me too. If NXT happens and I haven't seen it or whatever, I really avoid seeing spoilers and everything as much as I can. Because for that one hour, I'm just having a really, really, really good time with the show. Me too. I'm having a blast with NXT. It's it's so consistently fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's everything I like about wrestling. Uh, yep. Thank you, Tri- Triple H. We know you're listening to this because uh, you got your you got your finger on the pulse, and we are we are the pulse here yeah. at the Go Home Show. So thank you so much for doing something with NXT because it's been it's been a blast weekly. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool. I love it. Uh, Bull says I'm. I'll gladly see where the Ascension go from here, but I think Lucha Dragons won't have the belts for very long. Teams like the Vaude Villains are picking up a lot of steam. I think that's like their first feud, but I think the team to take it from them is going to be Enzo and Cass, and that'll yeah. be down the road. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's how I feel. I agree with that. Next, we get CJ Parker coming out to a chorus of boos. The crowd hates him. It's great. And we get a jobber entrance for a newcomer, Baron Corbin. Uh, he gets, he doesn't get any music. He's just in the ring with cool tattoos. He's, uh, that's what you want to call him. That's what you can call him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just read lovable bills. Uh, let's do uh, it. Sentence here. Yeah. No faster way to put someone over than how Baron destroyed Parker. Great stuff. <laughs> Baron Corbin annihilated CJ Parker. He like destroyed him. It was one clothesline and then a short arm, a catch into like this underhook swing. And then swings them back and dumps them, like Sister Abigail. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there, there are so many things you can call that. Mm-hmm. It was a flatliner when, when Canyon or Mortis did it in WCW. <laughs> we'll call it Sister Abigail. So you guys who are current are going, oh, okay, that move. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. I, I'm such a big fan of wind-up swing, like, go in this direction, change them and go in that direction. Yeah. It was such a good job of CJ Parker putting over a new guy. Baron Corbin, from what I understand, I haven't seen a lot of him. He's been in NXT for, like, a little bit as just a guy who's around. Yeah. But uh, from everything that I've heard or whatever, they're really, really high on him. He has a good look. He has a good size. Hopefully he has a good arsenal. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Really cool move. So looks like a slugger. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he does. uh, He has some more, you know, room to breathe and we get to see a little bit of his, uh, his arsenal. Like you said, I, my first impression was just kind of to be a little bit pessimistic about it. Cause Oh, I, I understand. On, on a show like this, you debut somebody like that, like, have it be like a big debut. Yeah, but it it was in a way, because CJ Parker isn't a nobody. He's he's an established guy. He's beat WWE roster people. He's beat Xavier Woods. Oh, okay. Okay, like, yeah. you know You know what I mean? Yeah. You, have, you have to look at... he Bar- Baron Corbin was set up to not win that match. 
He was set up. He had the jobber entrance. Good point. He was going up against a guy who is somewhat established. You've yeah. seen him week to week on the show. Yeah. It looked like CJ Parker was going to come out and just beat this guy. Right. That, no, you, you know what? You make a really good point. Yeah, because when I first saw it, I just I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I just saw it as like, well, that was really weird. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the point because yep. now it stood out. There you go. There you go. Uh, next, we get Enzo and uh, Sylvester LaFort in a hair versus hair match. Uh, bada boom. Realist guys in the room. Uh, Enzo on the mic. I love it. If you haven't watched the Fallout for NXT TakeOver, don't except for Enzo. Enzo. Yep. The promo with Enzo and Renee Young. How you doing? How you doing? It's so good. I, I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I rock a mohawk. <laughs> how you doing? Bonafide said, how you doing? It's, it's so good. Awesome. It's, it's he's, he's everything that I like in weird little wrestlers. Yeah. He's like a scrappy little, he's, he's like a chihuahua that thinks he's a great name. <laughs> he's just like this, like this big over the top character. It, it was a lot of fun. This match I thought was really slow. Yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, oh, whatever. Um, Enzo's a better mouse, mouthpiece than he is a wrestler. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, this match ended with Enzo grabbing the tights and uh, beating Sylvester LaFort with uh, just a roll-up. And Marcus Louis was wearing the tightest, smallest shirt I think I've ever seen him make him wear. <laughs> it looked like he went, excuse me, my girlfriend, can I borrow your t-shirt? <laughs> it was a very tiny shirt. It was. Sylvester LaFort is now in the ring, and he's going to get his head shaved. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to get whipped cream on his head. Yep. Get the bucket. Uh, he gets away. Marcus Louis, who is not involved in this match, not at all, gets it dumped on his head. Oh, and then he get he gets the hair removal cream dumped on his head. He runs to the back. We don't mm. even get to see anybody without hair. I'm disappointed. I'm bummed. I'm very disappointed. He runs away, and then it's like, oh, we did it, and everyone's like, okay, okay. It was like. I just didn't feel like there's enough payoff there. Yeah. It comes back later. Right. But at that moment, I went, I feel robbed. Me too. So, whatever. Uh, Kenta comes out. I really like Kenta's music. The beginning is like super Japanese, whatever. Yeah. And then it like turns into like a fucking badass song. Yeah. I thought that song ruled. Because my first impression was, okay. I guess we're doing this. I guess we're doing the fucking, he's from Japan. Yep. Yep. But then it, like, turned into one of the coolest songs get, they've done. Get, get rid of that whole beginning part. Yeah. And, like, don't don't make it focus where it's like he's Japanese. Hey, guys, did you know? Did you yeah. know he's Japanese? Did you know that? Guys, did you know that? Um, get rid of that beginning part. Dope. He comes out and cuts a promo in Japanese for way too long. Way too long in it, Japanese. It was, like, not okay. Yeah. It was way, 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 way too long. But the reason they did that is because they mentioned earlier in the night uh, they're showing this in Japan on, like, JP Sports 3 or whatever. Right. So it's like, okay, that's the reason. Exactly. And I'm sure he was just saying, like, you followed me as Kenta. Now I'm going to be, like, this new guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, please follow me still. And his name's uh, Hideo Itami. Which apparently, and maybe you guys might know, because I asked Eric, and, and I don't think we I, could figure I don't, it out. I don't know where he's, he's like, this is like an homage. To, to yeah, to like his idol. Yeah, or I, I don't know. Who, yeah, I so don't I don't know, know is, it, is it the Itami or the Hideo part? Does he love he Metal loves Gear? Ko- he loves Kojima so well, much. I mean, so yeah. much. He's the, Hideo Kojima's the only Hideo in all of Japan. Ever, did you know yeah. that? Isn't oh, that crazy? I did, yeah. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> uh, the Ascension comes out, and they attack him. And then, uh, damn, he puts him away. Ascension he, leaves packing. Yeah. Uh, which... People are like, well, what the fuck? What's the point of that? 
The point of that is that when you're leaving, you put over the new guys. Exactly. That's the point of that. And the way that they did it, I had never... In the, in the time I've been watching wrestling, I'd never seen anybody do what, what Hideo Tommy did. Yep. With, he went to grab the chair. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to use the chair as an arsenal against yep. the, the two guys, whatever. He sets it down and sits on yeah, it. Yeah, that was so sick. And then becks them yep. into the Come ring. Come on in. Come on in. He's just, this is my ring. Come on. That was, that got him over for me, yep. like, forever. I thought that, I thought how, that was pretty dope. How badass. Yep. You just set a, you sit down in the ring. Yep. I thought it was pretty cool. Badass. Yep. So I'm excited to see where it goes with Hideo Itami. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, next is Mojo Rally against Bull Dempsey, which I was not excited for. And then the match happened, and I loved it. I oh, really yeah. enjoyed this match. Yeah, I even wrote in, in quotation marks, this will be hype. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, lovable Bill's commentary on this match. Big Baby Bull was a big baby. He honestly, <laughs> like, I love the way he wrestled here. His hair was in his face. Yeah. He was like plowing through mojo rally like he was motoring through that's how i want to see him wrestle if he's gonna be last of a dying breed fuck headlocks fuck arm bars fuck wrestling wrestle like rhino you're plowing through people yeah watch rhino matches and just go that's me i'm doing that Mm -hmm. you need to be that guy if you want to do that keep the hair in your face let your beard get big yeah like get scary Mm -hmm. get big yeah because right now you look like sam from the night's watch in game of thrones yep Oh, you're right. That's all I see oh, when man. I see that's, it. That's rough. <laughs> so uh, he wins. Yeah. Over Mojo in a squash. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah, I liked it. And uh, somebody pointed out, I was looking on uh, Squared Circle, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I'm glad they finally found something to do with all those old XFL logos. Yep. I thought that was really funny. One of uh, his his logo on the back of his trunks were the like the XFL like Florida Renegades or, or whatever the fuck it like was. That. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really funny. Uh, next match, Bailey versus Charlotte. The match I was probably looking the most forward to. I was excited for this match, mm-hmm. and then they showed a video lead-up, and I was like, oh, I want Bailey to win so bad. Oh, yeah. I wanted Bailey to win so bad. I thought it was so good. I thought that video package was awesome. Like, incredible. I yeah. wanted her to win. I thought this match was so good. I had such a good time. Me too. Uh, Charlotte giving chops looks so ugly it's so like straight arm the whole way <laughs> and then bailey giving them back looks so good i think bailey's a great wrestler absolutely she's so much fun to watch she has new music yeah which uh i like her old music i thought this new music was pretty good too yeah um i like her streamer arm things yeah. or whatever i hope people in nxt start bringing streamers to throw in the ring to oh, go with her cool. streamers on like streamer arm ring like things yeah I thought that was really great that was really cool um Lovable Bill says, love, love, love this match. I didn't think Bailey would win, but I'm super glad that they made her look super strong and Charlotte just pulled out all the stops. That bump Bailey took where she hit her head on the bottom turnbuckle looked brutal as shit. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about Charlotte's finisher being called natural selection now, but I guess it works. Great fucking match. What did you think? I I like natural selection. As I, a, I like it better than bow down to the queen, oh yeah. which is just a sentence. Oh yeah, it's just a mouthful to say. We and said Triple that, H is already bow down to the king, and yeah, it's like, we don't need this. Uh, it, it's enough, especially because then you also have Stephanie McMahon with the queendom. Exactly. Uh, where the kings bow down. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> bullshit. But I like natural selection because it's like the her legacy yep. and everything, but it's not like beating you over the head. Mm-hmm. The match itself probably at that time was the match match of the night for me. I, I agree. I don't think anything before that came close to touching it. And and it told a great in-ring story. Mm-hmm. It it incorporated the entire feud. It was a lot of fun to watch. Bailey takes bumps and we've talked about this. Bailey takes bumps that are so big and so loud. It's like, "Oh, you're great. Mm-hmm. This is awesome." 
but her offense still looks good. She is, her, her and Sami Zayn are like perennial underdogs. They are like they're like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. They are faces for life. I don't know how you make either one of those guys heal. I yeah. don't know how you make Sami Zayn or Bailey heels. I, I they're, could, fa- they're faces. Yeah. I, I couldn't I could see maybe Sami Zayn turning heel and becoming like this weird obsessive psychotic person. Uh-huh. But like yeah, with, with Bailey, she is like... It, it's sort of like AJ Lee, where you could try to make them a heel, yeah. but everybody wants to cheer for them mm-hmm. because they're so much fun. So, the thing I want to point out in this match, after that, uh, after like the small package, the back of the head into the bottom turnbuckle, which I thought was probably one of the best spots of the whole night. Yeah. Um, Charlotte hits that moonsault. Yeah. So, Charlotte hits the moonsault and Bailey kicks out. The crowd goes nuts because they figured that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a moment that I thought was directed really well where Bailey gets up and her hair is like hanging down. She looks beat to shit, but she looks like fired up. She's yeah. like, she's like not done. She's going to kick out. She's getting up and Charlotte's like, whoa. Yeah. I love that. Great storytelling. Yep. And then she hits natural selection and then that that's one, two, three. Yeah. But I thought that last moment put Bailey over. In a completely different way that she'd been over before. Because she's been a perennial underdog. She's been like, oh, she's so cute. Bailey, you're great. Yeah. That moment got her over like, oh, she's fucking serious. Mm-hmm. She's like a real contender. Mm-hmm. And and I wouldn't be surprised if when Charlotte leaves, Bailey's the one who wins that title. Oh, yeah. Uh, after the match, Sasha Banks comes down. You can bank on it. Uh, Sasha Banks, I love you. I know you're listening to this. I love you. What's up? What's up? That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, we're like our truth uh, exactly. <laughs> R-Truth, I know you're listening to this. What's up? Sorry, R. Ziggler. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks comes down and starts beating the shit out of Bailey, And then Charlotte makes her way up the ramp and then comes down and pulls Sasha off and, like, backs her into the corner and then just and then Charlotte leaves. That was cool. I liked it and I didn't. I think Charlotte either needs to be a heel or a face and not this tweener kind of thing yeah i think uh, normally i would agree but i thought that was a good way of of non-verbally communicating that now charlotte respects bailey Mm -hmm. as a formidable opponent Uh, yeah i get it i understand what they're going for i just don't agree it it should have gone a step further or not at all i think it just didn't go far enough i see what you're saying that that's it Mm -hmm. but i can see like oh you're a competitor and i respect you and that's why she saved her whatever i just think it 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 either shouldn't have happened or should have gone one step farther Mm. that's it okay um I thought it made Sasha Banks look weak. That that was my big complaint with it. And I agree, because especially after that match, the point of Sasha Banks coming out is to be like, well, I w- here's a third person. I would have loved if it started a three-way feud. See, here's, here's how I would have booked it. Sasha comes down, attacks right. Bailey. Right. Charlotte is conflicted. Do I want to save her? Do I not? Whatever. She pulls Sasha off and throws Sasha in the corner. And Sasha's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlotte turns her back on Sasha and goes to Bailey, not, not trying to pick her up or whatever, just like meeting eyes with her like... You know, maybe... Just maybe a look, show of respect. Yeah, exactly. Just a show of respect like that or whatever. And then Sasha jumps Charlotte from behind. Yeah. Charlotte's already weak because yeah. she just had this big match. Charlotte would have jumped her from behind and then started beating on both Bailey and Charlotte. Right. It would have made Sasha look really strong. I don't think it would have made either one of the other two girls look weak. No. And it would have started a three-way feud where you can have, you know, maybe tag matches, where you can have one-on-ones, where you can have a lot of interference, and I think that takes you another two months or another month right. until you have that feud out. I just think that it didn't get Sasha over, and I don't know that it helped Charlotte or or Bailey enough to warrant doing it. Yeah. That's it. Especially because in the fallout, mm-hmm. they tried to, like, yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. But it don't watch NXT Fallout. Just don't, because it really was... I feel like 
somebody just went, all right, you know what, guys? For once, shoot promos. Yeah, it's it's like non-scripted promos. Let's see what you can do. And then it's like, guys, they're in NXT. This isn't WWE. Like, yeah. like non-scripted promos aren't going to work here. And, and and you could tell. Like, yeah. there, there are parts where, like, Banks comes down and she's, like, cutting a... She actually cuts a great promo, like, yep. challenging both of them, you know, not in, like, hey, I challenge you to a match, but, like, to do something. Yep. And then Charlotte's trying to say something back, but she can't. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. And she's the champion. Yeah. And so it just, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't. It doesn't. So whatever. Uh, so far, match of the night. I and, agree. And then the fatal four-way match happens, and oh, that is my. match of the night. Oh, my God. Uh, who is your favorite entrance? Uh, man... I, I mean, I will always love Bree's entrance, uh-huh. but uh, I think I, I really like Neville's entrance. Okay. Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd wins for the jacket with no sleeves, like uh-huh. the hood. Uh-huh. Uh, Beats headphones. Who wears Beats I headphones? I forgot about that. Who wears Beats right. headphones to a wrestling ring? What was he listening to? But, but what it is, he's supposed to look like an athlete. He's supposed yeah. to look like LeBron James and Dwight Howard. And, right. And he's supposed to look like guys who are like, I put the headphones on. I don't I don't hear anything in the outside world. That that's what that is. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was the best entrance. I agree. Tyson actually. Kidd looked great. I agree. Because except, I forgot about that. Except his fucking tights. I hate his. What okay, he's he's a heel. Yeah. Why is he wearing yellow and green and like bright colors? Yeah. He needs to get not pants, not shorts. Drop all the flair. Drop yeah. the wrist things. You want to be a heel? Get rid of the flair. If he goes basic and gets a basic wrestling look, mm. he's gonna look tough. Black, white, that's it. Yeah, you can do red. I know those are like impactful colors, and those, okay, yeah, those, yeah. Of course, people want to go black, white, and red. If he goes black with white accent or whatever, and keep it basic looking, mm-hmm. just kid on the back of, of the tights or whatever, or some kind of design or something, he's gonna look better. Regular boots, regular knee pads, elbow pads, black trunks. The yellow doesn't work as a heel thing. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. Or, I, it looks so bad. Or at least with all those other colors. Yeah. Like, if it was black and yellow, and, yep. then, and then his thing was like, well, I'm, I'm like the face of NXT, or yep. I'm like the trademark of yep, NXT. exactly. Oh, see, you just came up with a gimmick for him. That's great. You know, and then that's fact. Mm-hmm. Because the, they're trying to push this thing, and like, I don't know if you guys like noticed, but being in video production, mm-hmm. you, I noticed during the uh, kid promo mm-hmm. that they had, they kept editing in the same line of him saying fact because yep. he only said it once mm-hmm. in the actual like and, and they're making it his thing yeah yep which is good because he needs a thing to yep. kind of like hang off of because otherwise he's not too yep. dynamic yeah and the crowd the crowd gets into it too because they they chant uh natty's husband and then fact 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 which i thought is i think that's a great chant yeah says, uh that chant and bailey's gonna hug you are like <laughs> they're my two favorite yeah. chants. oh also in that in that uh I don't. I think it's this match mm. where there's fans that chant CM Punk and they get booed out of the fucking yeah. building. That was my favorite part yep. of the night. I thought that was great. It lasted two seconds. Yep. CM Punk. CM Punk. Boo. It is awesome. Thank Good. you, NXT Universe. Lovable Bill says, kids' uh, hilarious Beats headphones were great. Sammy taking a selfie with Tyler's phone was great. Yeah. I love that moment. Hey, and then the biggest pop was when he threw the phone. Took the phone. And, and the crowd went, whoa! Because <laughs> that's a real phone. Yeah, but it's NXT, so <laughs> yep. there the, you go. The suplexes on the stage and the ramp were awesome also. Dude. That, uh, Lovable Bill points that out. I think that's a great stepping it up a level for a main event match. Right. Uh, Neville hits a shooting star press and kicks Tyson Kidd in the back of the head and then hits that shooting star. thought that was awesome. 
the best part of that is it plays Breeze up so well. Yeah. Because he pulls Kid out off the off the pin, mm-hmm. and then he goes for that edge like opportunist yeah. thing like twice. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was so good. This match was written so well as yep. a story because nobody looked bad. Yep, I agree. Uh, Breeze hiding and coming in for like those opportunities, I thought was yeah, that was so cool. Oh man, that was so Cause, cool. Because now the call team can be like, not only is he good looking, like yep. the, the heel on the yep. call team, not only is he good, uh, not only is he good looking, yep. but he's also smart. Yeah, he picks his opportunities. Exactly. I thought this call team was okay. I thought Renee Young as like a third. I don't like, but I don't like a third man in the booth anyway. Me neither. So that that's it. I don't have much to say beyond that. Yeah. Uh, somebody's like, well, she talks too much, and it's like, I think you have a third person, and there's too much conversation anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Unless it's raw, then nobody says anything. <laughs> Jesus, um, what the hell? <laughs> uh, the NXT crowd was great. Uh, the triple powerbomb, like, top rope spot, I thought was really cool. And then I thought the ending was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I really thought Sami Zayn's gonna win. Sami Zayn's gonna win. Hits the Luba kick. One, two. Neville pulls the ref out of the ring. Yeah. He, it's not... So here's the thing. It's a no-DQ match. So what he did isn't illegal. Mm-mm. But it's not... It's uncouth. It's not what a face would do. Exactly. But it's but you can't be mad at him. It's not illegal. Exactly. He's got to defend his title. Exactly. So then he takes the win. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was great. Mm-hmm. And and Sami Zayn is just left sitting there going, like, what else do I have to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now and now you have a strong build to yep. the next feud, which is probably Neville and Sami Zayn. I, I would think so. I thought it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. I thought everything about the show was awesome, and, and NXT is what I watch wrestling for. Oh, absolutely. A- NXT gives me hope that wrestling can be as as like everything that I want again. So, yeah, there you go. We spent so much time talking about this show, and like we have, let's say, fifteen minutes left. Oh man, to talk about Raw. That's okay. We that can... shouldn't that shouldn't be so hard. Oh no, it won't. Um, <laughs> Raw. This is the go home show. And somebody pointed this out for on Twitter. They're like, is this the go-home show for Night of Champions? I'm it still is. new to this. And I went, it is the go-home show for Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. The go-home show is the last show before the pay-per-view. Right. Like the last show of that brand before the pay-per-view. Right. So SmackDown still has a go-home show this Friday. So this is the go-home show for Raw for Night of Champions. Let's get into it. Yeah. Paul Heyman comes out and cuts a promo. I love the boo this man sign. I don't know <laughs> if you noticed that. I thought that was really cool. I didn't. Uh, Paul Heyman singing Cena's theme I thought was really, really funny. <laughs> uh, and then Cena comes out to... Um, to interrupt Paul Heyman, and he's wearing black shorts. That's right. Yeah, that was weird. Really weird. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Paul Heyman says that Lesnar's not here yet. His fight got delayed, as yep. you know, from the internet. Yep. Uh, Cena versus Heyman at halftime. Why did they keep calling it halftime? Do you know why they were calling it halftime? Oh. Uh, Do you want to know? No, I know now. Because it literally happened at halftime of the football game. Yeah. How fucking disgusting. I'm so, like... I'm so upset by that. Yeah. That, that is WWE going, hey guys, you don't have to watch the rest of the show. Go watch football. But at halftime, check out John Cena, the only important thing that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think that far. I just thought they wanted to start calling it halftime. Football programming. And it's And it's fucking awful. Because John Cena went in about 80 minutes, give or take five or 10. And I'm like, what? He, they're programming for halftime. It, it is halfway through the show, but... Bullshit. It was halftime of the football game. Yeah. It literally was the beginning going, hey guys, at halftime of the football game, I, you can come back here. But until then, 
Don't watch. Whatever. Who and, gives a shit? And you might as well have not. There you go. To be to be completely I, honest, I with was you. I was so upset by like Raw had left such a bad taste in my mouth this week. Yeah. So I'm like so upset, and it's so not what I love about WWE. Especially because what a give up attitude. When if you know if you've been watching WWE long enough, you know Vince McMahon is a competitor, and this is so non-competitive. Like, okay, Monday Night Football is gonna beat us. Just come back at halftime, and then whatever. Especially because after the John Cena thing, like at halftime, do you know what the match was after that? Naomi and Cameron. Oh yeah. Hey, I fast forwarded that match. Me too. I I tried to watch it. And, and and I'm just going to say this now. I'm not going to say we'll wait till later. When she did the leg drop and... Nah, you know, I don't know, you know who they are now. Uh-huh. She did the leg drop and she was laying on her stomach. Yep. And she says, count, count it. it. I just went fast forward. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I, I was... Why would you book that? Why wouldn't you book a match where you're like, holy shit, maybe I want to stick around? Yeah. And miss like, yeah, it's just going to be like the beginning of the second half. And then you stick around for the rest of the show. Instead, I don't know. Whatever. Bullshit. Please, hey, anybody, please have some competition for WWE. Some wrestling competition. Seriously. Uh, like, that's the only way we're going to get anything back. Anyway, Cena drags him into the backstage. Whatever. And then he locks him in a room. And speaks Punjabi to fucking Grey Collie. Hey, Collie, watch this thing. Okay. Okay, Grey Collie's still here. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jericho versus Kane. It is 2001. That, I mean, that, I, was, I was sitting there going, am I really watching Se- Jericho Kane? Second note, I am not digging this. Me neither. Third note, chokeslam to a DDT. That looked cool. Uh, fourth note, I guess this is tonight's long match. <laughs> fifth note, lion salt to chokeslam. Sixth note, Jericho is schoolboy. Brian, any other notes? No. I, I mean, you got it all. Me neither. Uh, Heyman backstage can't get Lesnar on the phone. Also tonight, Mark Henry rallies for America. Which is what they go out on. Yeah, because the important thing happened at halftime. The rest of the show didn't matter. Hey, yeah, because did you... Brian, they gave away a Night of Champions match on Raw. I know, because I was going to say, you did you watch the Rollins-Reigns match? The, the rest of the show didn't matter. The rest of the show didn't matter. The rest of the show did not matter Ob- at all. Obviously. At all. You didn't have to watch this. No, you didn't. Uh, Reigns backstage promo. Whatever. Uh, Swagger versus Bo Dallas, which should have been a Night of Champions match. Good back and forth. This is the best JVL commentary I've heard in a while because these are his two favorites to call. Yeah. Because he gets to say Bo Dallas is inspirational and talking like that whispery voice, and then he also gets to talk about how Jack Swagger disappointed everybody. Mm-hmm. That, these are two of his favorite people to call, so this is a good match. The crowd is lukewarm, as they are the rest of the night and as they should have been because this Raw was bad. It was better than the last two weeks and not very good. Yeah. Um, the multiple knee drops to Bo, or by Bo, I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes to the second rope and dives off, puts the hand over the heart, and he says, Bo, leave. And then dives off and misses the knee drop and then starts screaming. That's <laughs> why ah! ah! so I love Bo Dallas. So funny. I thought that was so good. Uh, a lot of cool like little setups to the Patriot lock and then the sunset flip to the Patriot lock where Bo Dallas taps out. I thought it was okay. Should have been a Night of Champions match. Absolutely. Whatever. Could have been the opening match tonight, Champions. Could have been like the pre-show match. Even. Could have been anything. Shouldn't have been on Raw. Shouldn't have been on that Raw, especially. Nope. Should have had these guys, Jack Swagger versus someone and Bo Dallas versus someone and them interfere in each other's match. Absolutely. Whatever. Um, Nikki and Paige versus Bree and AJ. My only note is Rampage Debris. AJ didn't wrestle. 
My only... Well, I had a few notes. Uh, one is Nikki's build from San Diego. Oh, really? Yeah. She didn't know that. Uh, um, and then... What was it? I didn't realize. Yeah, what's the name of Nikki's finisher? I don't know. I don't... I really couldn't tell you. Isn't that the same move that Lex Luger used to do? That's a torture rack, but she does like a sit-out on it. Okay. So I don't know... I don't know what she calls it. There you go. Any other notes on that match? Paige is impressive. Of course. Um, I'm so sick of Paige and AJ, though. Do anything. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do Paige and AJ, do, like, Lita, Trish Stratus You know shit. what really killed me is that this match was so short and Naomi and Cameron was so long. That's it. That's the other thing. That's the other fucking thing. Where it's normally the other way around. It's the fucking Nikki and Bree shit lasts yeah. forever, but it doesn't matter. Why now they're actually wrestling. Why wasn't Naomi and Cameron in this spot and then AJ, the, this tag match in the Naomi and Cameron spot? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Wyatt promo. Talks about Giants. Heyman and Kali promo. Kali breaks Paul Heyman's phone, which is a fake phone because you can see the screen doesn't turn off. Yeah. So I don't know if people noticed that or not. Oh, I, I, I absolutely okay. did. Just making sure. And then Grape Kali picks up the phone and goes, hello, and then like looks right into the camera. Because he thinks they're done. It's so fucking And you can see that the phone is broken. Yep. He's so weird. It's such a weird, what a weird show. Why is he still there? I don't know. Big show against the Wyatt. Or against the Wyatt. Against Bray Wyatt. Sorry. Uh, Wyatt has never looked smaller. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and that's, man. Big show looks to be in really good shape. This match is okay. Doesn't really do it for me, which most of this Raw didn't. Uh, the Wyatts attack the big show, causing a DQ, and then show double choke slams them. Uh, Bray Wyatt doesn't, can't get, can't go over anywhere, no. apparently. No, He beat Jericho in a cage match and then can't beat the big show. Uh, and I, I mean, I hope this isn't a feud because there's no point to it. And maybe they'll have a match at night. Champions. Maybe they will. And the worst thing about this match was that the commentators couldn't get a single thing right. Nope. They kept calling them wrong names. They couldn't say words. It was like, this is your fucking raw, professional raw, job. Raw this week was like a failed effort all around. It, it, it was honestly worse than I've ever seen it. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty bad. It's just been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Usos and Sheamus against Cesaro and Dusty Rhodes. I thought this match was okay. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus facial hair looks like shit. Oh, yeah. It's getting, like, weird. He's got, like, weird pube curls off his so, chin. It's so long. It's so weird. Uh, the, the Usos look like shitty popsicles. Yeah. They look like the popsicles that you don't want as a kid, but, mm -hmm. like, your mom bought them, and you go, like, uh, I don't want the orange lime popsicles. Yep. <laughs> That's what they look like. It does. They look stupid. Yeah. Cesaro doing the 10 beats to, to Unoso. Yeah. I thought it was great. That was great. This match was actually kind of build well. Yep. This was one of the two matches where I was just like, Hey, you guys thought about the fact that these three people yep. on each team are going to mm -hmm. fight each other. Mm -hmm. uh, let's put them together in a match that kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, Cesaro goes for the swing and then stops, uh, much to the uh, chagrin of uh, poor, poor Stardust. He wanted, Stardust wanted to see the swing so bad. He was so excited. <laughs> he meowed earlier. He's growling. I love he, he was like, he was so excited about the swing. And then Cesaro goes, nah, you're not worth it. And then Star and Stardust just goes, oh. Uh, Cesaro's the only person in the WWE that plays to the crowd. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. He reminds me of an Attitude Era wrestler yeah. where he's yelling at all areas that aren't necessarily the hard camera. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do anyone else do more of that? Goldust looks awesome in this match. Oh, man. He, he has looked so good. 
uh, they teased the hot tag for so long. Unoso was in this match forever. Yeah. And then they finally get the hot tag. Sheamus, uh, Sheamus gets the hot tag. That dive to the outside by Sheamus I thought was cool. Yeah. Good it, for him. Yeah, that was awesome. He's, he's running rough shot. Uh, there's a broke kick to Stardust and then a neutralizer to Sheamus. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Cesaro's going to win this match. Mm-hmm. And then Tuso breaks it up. And then there's Unoso splash on Cesaro after some super kicks and stuff. So Cesaro does not win. That makes me think Cesaro is going to win the U.S. Championship at uh, Night of Champions. Because he didn't pin Sheamus, but he got the better of Sheamus. Mm -hmm. Boom. That's what I think. But what do I know? Sheamus doesn't need the U.S. title. Nope. Uh, I agree. I mean, nobody nobody needs the U.S. title. It doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. Um, Orton promo next regarding Jericho. Orton, why did you attack Chris Jericho? Renee, why didn't I attack Chris Jericho? Good answer. See you at Night of Champions, Chris. <laughs> uh, Cena and Kali bring Heyman out of the room, and then Cena brings him down. This is halftime of the, the football game. Uh, Cena is going to beat up Paul Heyman, and then I write, be a star, and then Paul Heyman must have been thinking the same thing because he calls Cena out. Yeah. And cuts a great promo about, like, your mom and dad raised you too well. You're not going to do this. Right. There's no way. Yeah. You're not going to dig deep down in the place where I want you to dig down. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that place that you're going to need to dig down to to beat Brock Lesnar. Yep. To beat the beast, you have to be a beast. I thought the promo by Paul Heyman was so, so, so good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about the Cena-Lesnar match. I, I'm, I really want to know where it goes. Yeah. I'm so excited to see any kind of match that comes out of this. Oh, me too. And I love the implications that will never happen of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, the fantasy booking I see here is that, in, and it'll never, ever happen, but in my wildest dreams, John Cena becomes a Paul Heyman guy, a heel, a piece of shit, <laughs> and he becomes the conqueror. Yep. And man, I would that would make me want to watch Cena again. That'd be crazy. But that will never, we'll ever ne- happen. No, it will not happen. But Sorry. It, I mean, under Paul Heyman, he'd be so, yep. oh, gotta be so, so Cena wants to hit Paul Heyman, but he doesn't, so he pushes him. Bullshit. And it, and it looks so stupid. It looks so dumb. Then Lesnar comes out. Teases getting in the ring, doesn't get in the ring, helps Paul Heyman around, gets him to the ramp, and then he comes into the ring. Immediate German suplex on John Cena. So good. And he's kicked, John Cena's kicked out of the ring. Mm-hmm. John Cena attacks Brock Lesnar from behind. Yeah. I don't know if people notice that. Yeah. It's the only way he got the upper hand on Lesnar so far is attacking him from behind. Yeah. Underhanded tactics. That plays back to the 2012 fight, and then this one at SummerSlam, when it's a straight one-on-one fight, Lesnar beat Cena. Yeah. The end. Uh, security comes down and breaks up these guys fighting. I thought See, that was... Lesnar does a good job of putting Cena over. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next, we get Naomi and Cameron. This match gets a lot of time, and then there's a modified double chicken wing that, uh, that Cameron tapped out to too early because Naomi didn't lock in the last part of the move until after she had tapped out. This match was a failure all around. Yes, it was. Hey, I love Divas Wrestling when it's good. I, and I don't even want to say, like, oh, I love Divas Wrestling when it's good, and I hate Divas Wrestling when it's bad. I hate when wrestling is bad, and this wrestling was very bad. Absolutely. This should not have been on TV, and it's embarrassing. I agree. That's it. How do you put that on TV and go, this, I'm proud of this? Uh, you don't. You just, you just go, well, whatever, everyone was watching football. Next, you get the Miz and Mizdow against uh, Ziggler and R. Ziggler. Uh, I thought this was okay. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It moves towards... The match the, Yeah, Night of Champions. I hope that this match starts out with Damian Mizdow and R. Ziggler fighting for 
for Ziggler and Miz. Yeah. I hope that that's how this match starts. That will be very funny. It would. This match ends with Miz hitting Miz Dow and then zigzag to the Miz. One, two, three. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Whatever. Uh, King is nuts in this match and is like rooting for the Miz. Yeah, what happened? I think he fucked up and then went like, oh, whoops, I guess we're running with this. It was the best King commentary I've heard in a while. Yeah, except for it got them so sidetracked yeah, that they, they wouldn't stop making jokes yep, about King. There you go. Uh, next, we have, a, we have a Seth Rollins promo where he pretends to be a monkey, which leads to Roman Reigns against Seth Rollins. Um, there is an old man dressed as John Cena in the front row. <laughs> old man John Cena cosplay. I really liked it. That missed basement dropkick, or like shotgun dropkick that yeah. Reigns does. It's yeah. the first time he's ever missed it, I think. I believe so, because I marked that down too. And then Seth dives to the outside and lands on his feet, which is like the fucking coolest thing. So awesome. Mm-hmm. He does his old finish. Uh, I think it's called, and this is from the WWE game, and from, uh, I believe, when he was in FCW in NXT for a brief period of time, that that like little roll through to like the super kick while the guy's like on his knees. Mm. He calls it Avada Kedavra. Which I think is a Harry Potter spell. Yeah, that's the uh, forbidden spell. Oh shit, was that forbidden? Yeah, because Harry Potter. I know you're listening the, to this. I'm sorry. It's the killing spell. Oh fuck! You're not supposed to use it. That's well. That's that was a dope kick. Yeah. So, uh, Seth Rollins pretty much hits every move that he has on Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns kicks out of all of them, and then one spear, and that's the end of the match. Why? They're they're meeting. They're meeting at Night of Champions. Yes. He wins clean on the Go Home Show. Uh huh. Reigns wins clean yes. on the go-home show. Yes. So that means that Rollins is going to get over dirty at uh, Night of Champions. I just assume something happens where somebody comes out and attacks Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then Dean Ambrose makes a comeback and attacks Seth Rollins. That's what I think will happen. I don't know who attacks Roman Reigns, though. I hope it's not Orton. God, I hope, God it's, I hope it's not Orton. Maybe it's Kane. Kane's not doing anything. No, he's... uh. Uh, director of operations. Yeah, he had a match on Monday. Uh, <laughs> so I think Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns will end with some kind of DQ where Kane comes out and attacks Roman Reigns and then Dean Ambrose comes down and, and attacks Seth Rollins. He's done shooting already? Don't know. Yeah. I just think that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, they need to bring someone in because I'm getting real short on Raw. Yeah. Um, next, Brian, our main event. Mark Henry's USA Extravaganza. I... When, when, so I watched it on demand, you know, like I uh-huh. had it, I had it, you know, I didn't watch it live when the Reigns match, Rollins Reigns match ended. I'm like, man, okay. That was a pretty shitty raw. There was more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag rally for USA with the number four. Lana and Rusev interrupt. Rusev and Henry battle. Rusev is kicked out of the ring. Raw's off the air. Well, Eric, Russia beat the USA in 1992 and. Because Mark Henry backed out, so... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's 2014. Why did they Why did they send her off the air with this? I, Who booked this shit? I don't know. But uh, was that A-Train's finishing move that Mark Henry did? At the the Baldo Bomb, yes. Yeah. Did, he called it... He used to call it uh, something else, didn't he? What, A-Train? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe like derailment, but it was the Baldo Bomb when he was Prince Albert. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Baldo Bomb. Double, oh, double choke slam sit out. Yep. Yeah. Baldo Bomb. Um, that was raw, man. So Brian, what'd you think of this last week of wrestling? Really good for NXT. NXT looked great. Just like I say every week. Yep. Or for the last three weeks mm-hmm. and really shitty for raw. Yep. There you go. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they want us to stop caring, 
what, when did it become okay for WWE to let competition win? I don't know. Because if this was what WWE did during the Monday Night War, and mm-hmm. this is and this is the part that makes me so angry, they're putting up awesome episodes of like WWF of WWF and the Monday Night War, like they yep. did the Mick Foley Monday yep. Night War, which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. You see the competition, the drive that Vince McMahon has to succeed, and mm-hmm. it just seems like a lay down and die mentality. I agree. Why would I keep wanting to watch? I don't know, and I agree with you. There you go. Why, how are you going to capture anybody? You're not. Football's on. Raw. That, ep- that wraps up episode 29 of the Go Home Show. Guys, we won't be here next week. I'm going to be in London. Uh, I don't really want to go to London that bad. But if you're in London and you see me, I'll be at EuroGamerCon or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, <laughs> I leave... I don't know, like Sunday or something. So I'll miss Night of Champions also. Hopefully I can watch it on the plane on my laptop uh, with Wi-Fi, but I doubt it. Um, (laughs) So we will have a new episode next week that's kind of a... um, We're going to watch an event. We're going to riff on it a little bit, Mm -hmm. and uh, you guys can watch along with commentary. We'll see how that works, and hopefully the week after I get back and we can record a new episode, even though I will have probably not seen any wrestling because it's on at like 2 a.m., and I don't, it's London, so we'll see. Watch it live on Sky Sports Net. At one in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Just like everybody else in London. Just like everyone else. Yeah, that's what, that, everyone else does it. Mm-hmm. So guys, you can hit us up, uh, hit us up on email. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you think of wrestling in the state of Raw right now, because I'm sure you have opinions. Mm-hmm. Go Home Show at Mega64.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Go Home Show, on Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Brian, episode 30 is right around the corner. Can you believe it? I, no. What do we do until episode 30? We go home.